just like I like it. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. This is your girl Diva D of the Diva Den and you are now tuned in to the Diva Den podcast. I kind of like that sound saying that. So today's episode, I do believe it would be either episode seven or eight. Listen, I don't lose count, but that don't even matter. But um, I have a very, very, very interesting topic to talk about. And this topic is mainly for the ladies, preferably black women. And I need you guys to really, really listen to this. So here we go because this may turn a lot of heads and may get a lot of people upset but who really like it is what it is but today's episode topic is black women in the workplace black women in the workplace black women in the workplace can't we all just get along can't we all just get along? Like, <laughs> I'm laughing because I could share thousands of stories of my experience experiences in the workplace and working with black women. God knows, fix it, Jesus. God knows it's hard. It is so hard. The funny thing about this episode is, I'd be honest with you, a few about a, two weeks ago before I did my episode about um wise family the enemy the goal was for me to talk about black women in the workplace but I was such into a in a need of prayer at that time for this family confusion thingy that was going on that I brought pastor and his wife on and I said you know something I'll t- I'll tackle the black women in the workplace at another time. Cause I was literally like on my board doing bullets and doing research. And I said, nah, I ain't got time for that. Get on the mic and just speak your reality and speak your truth and speak your experience as well as share your content and your views as to how you see it. So this is going to be very interesting. I know a lot of people, a lot of black women are either on they are you guys are either on you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution but i can guarantee you 99.90% percent 99.99% you're part of the problem so black women in the workplace on some real shit why can't we not get along so story time storytelling time okay let me tell you my story. I'm just going to I'm just going to hit it with one experience, but as I go along I may go on with two, but I'm just going I'm just going to get into it. So, I can around about 2015 I was working in Jersey City, right? So, there was this company in Queens that I always wanted to work with. I ain't got to call no names, but I know if my followers are on here and if a few of my followers are my coworkers at that time, they're going to say, "Damn, Deidre, they was there." They was there to witness it. So um, 2015, you know, resigned from Jersey City to go to Queens because Queens was offering about $25,000 more. And you know me, I'm going to go where the money at. So I'm like, all right, $25,000 extra, that's sweet. You know, and that's a lot of money to me to make, to add on to what 
I was already making at this company to make $25,000 more with a sister that only got maybe a year and a half experience in college, but I have climbed the corporate ladder and made money. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm going to jump on it. Let me tell you what's funny about this though. And I'm talking about Queens now. So remember, I don't retire from Jersey. Blanc, I'm in Queens. Now, before I got to Queens, I was being, I was told I need to interview again because the director and the assistant director wanted to meet with me. Not a problem. Now, before I interviewed with them, I interviewed at the main office, which was on 34th Street at the time. And I interviewed with the two guys there. They wanted me there immediately, but the position that was open, somebody wound up taking that one. Months later, they reached out to me and said, okay, we're going to need you in Queens. How much are we talking? All right, that's what we're getting. Do me a favor. Send me an offer letter. Before I even resign from Jersey, I need an offer letter. Because that offer letter, and if you're from, you know business and you know corporate, that offer letter speaks volumes. So let me get that. So Blanc, they said, all right, we got that in the makings. But in the meantime, I want to have you go out to Queens so you can go out and interview with these two people. So they gave me the two names. Can't mention names, but every time I think about it in my head, I get annoyed. Because God knows if I wasn't scared of jail, but let's go. My story time. All right, cool. So I get out there and I was interviewing for it. Now, let me tell you what's so funny. When I was being interviewed, I was uncomfortable. This is the crazy shit. I was so uncomfortable. First of all, you cannot sit here and try to downplay me and try to act like I don't know the business. At that time, I was in that business 13 years standing strong. So I can do that shit in my sleep. My numbers speak for itself. I'm known for the closer. They used to call me Olivia Pope in that industry. Because I can resurrect and revive and I can bring revenue to a company in my sleep. So you only got me over here because of my reputation, because of the guy that interviewed me for Manhattan. I know him, me and him worked together for about five years. So he already know what D could do. So the interview between, and I'm going to play color because the director was white and the ADOA, she was black, right? So the interview to me was, eh, I'm like, I don't know, think I'm work with this bitch. You know, I don't know. But I'm still stuck on that extra $25,000. Okay? So I'm like, all right, cool. So let's fast forward. Now I get the job. You know, they send me the offer letter. My job, you know, in Jersey, I'm thinking like, <laughs> now be a good time. If y'all can match that $25,000, if y'all can tell me, y'all can give me a $25,000, $30,000 rate. This is what I'm thinking, for real, for real. You know, if y'all can tell me, y'all can give me a little more raise or give me a little more money. You know, shit, I might stay. But they was like, you know, Miss White, we just hate to see you go. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I wound up leaving there. You know, we all laugh, cry, give me a little going away, whatever. Now I'm back in New York. So I'm like, all right, cool. So from the first day that I got into this place, this black woman, I always said to this day, we in 2022. I do believe if I ever see her, I think I'm going to break her jaw. I swear to God, this bitch was horrible. Her leadership skills... She would always, you know how, first of all, every job has a new, every, every job has their own system that they work. And I'm a quick learner. I'm very quick. And I'm being computers. I taught myself computers. So I wasn't worried about the whole Microsoft Office shit. Again, I could do that in my sleep. Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Access, Outlook. Listen, taught myself. Anybody that knows me can attest to that, right? So this sister pretended like she was so cool and everything. Oh, you know. Miss White, da 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 you know, you need me for help, whatever, whatever, I can help you. As time went on, I noticed that I was responsible for bringing students in 
because I was like considered the career planning, a career planner. That's I think what my title was. Same thing as an admission representative. Admissions in any colleges or schools, they make money because they, they're responsible for bringing the revenue. So you're going to make money doing it. So I was the only career uh, career advisor there. I think it was career advisor, but I'm just going to say admission rep. I was only admission rep there. Now, being an admission rep, you got to help students with their financial aid as well, meaning that, you know, you want to make sure that they're a dependent student, independent student, they got the paperwork, whatever, whatever. But the financial aid office was located in the main office on 34th Street. So I have to not only sit here, enroll the student, do a tour with the student, go over the program with the student, also try to sell and pitch to the student. I also got to be able to have them to go into the kiosk and load them up, help them with the financial aid. Now, mind you, I know financial aid, but I don't know financial aid at that time. Not into that debt. She knows financial aid like a mother because this is what she's been doing all these years. I found that this girl would not only make me one and two appointments a day, this girl would make me close to 10 appointments a day. There was times that I would be on my lunch break and my phone would ring and she would say, Miss White, you have someone up here. And I'm like, how do I have somebody up there? When it comes to my lunchtime, I don't make no appointments during that one hour. So I'm saying that to say, when I worked with this girl, this girl made it so hard for me to work with because now we're playing the blame game. Mind you, I was the only the only advisor there within three months, went over budget. They wanted 15, I gave them 20 to 25, every start. Now, again, like I said, if any of my friends that's listening to this podcast that work with me at that spot in Queens, they know I'm not lying because that's how I met my two friends there. And they were teachers. And they came to me like, you all right? I had to, this is at the time I was smoking cigarettes. I had to literally go outside to smoke cigarettes just to calm myself. I said, yo, this girl, who is this girl? Why is she so combative? Why is she not a team player? Why is she making it so hard for me? Like I'm the only one here and I'm trying to do what I do, but I can't do but so much because it's like this bitch think I'm an octopus. So I finally went to her and I said, I need to ask you a question. You know, I said, you got a minute? Mind you, she got me talking to her back, disrespectful. So I'm like, all right, Deidre, breathe easy. So I said, excuse me, Miss So-and-so. And I know she can hear me because I'm directly on her back. Um, I She takes her hand. I hear you. Give me a second. She's trying to wave her hand to shut me off. I said, let me go downstairs. Let me go smoke a cigarette. At the time, I was with my ex. I called him. What's going on? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm outside. I'm on a rant. I'm, I mean, I'm on this street. And I don't even like to be, you know, belligerent and real indignant like that in the street. I'm like, yo, I'm about to quit this job. I just want this chick to come downstairs so I can just go on her mouth real quick. Ah, 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 ah. So he wanna think about the money. Don't do it, babe. And I'm like, blah, whatever, whatever. So I get back upstairs and, you know, I said to her, I said, let me ask you a question. What is your problem with me? So she's like, excuse me? I said, you know, I do that laugh. I said, I'm just gonna ask you again, what is your problem with me? Because I've since the time I've been here, it's been, you know, it, it, it's been problem after problem. You know, you're, you're overbooking me with students. You're not available to help me if I need your help. You're the one who told me when I walked in the door, if I needed any assistance to ask you, it's not that often that I come to ask you. And even if I do come and ask you, I do ask you, when do you have time? Because I understand that you also have a job to do, but if there are certain things that I'm not understanding, or if I may need an extra help, to help me to do certain things. If it's just me and you in the office, you make it seem like as if what I'm asking is like, I'm asking you to loan me a thousand dollars. 
So I'm trying to figure out what's the problem. You a black woman, I'm a black woman. Why we just can't sit here and get the job done? I'm not here to make friends. You know, if I meet people along the way, that's fine. But I'm here to do a job. I'm being paid to do a job. But you as an assistant director, you know, you have to lead by example. And based on your attitude, you know, attitude reflect leadership. And I'm sensing that anytime I even say, I said, is, I come in and say good morning, you won't even speak. So I don't even say good morning anymore. You will walk past my desk because you got to walk past my desk to go out the door. You won't even look at me and even say good morning back. You act just like I'm not here and I'm okay with that. But what I'm not okay with is that the fact that you're trying to make me look incompetent. You're trying to make it like as if, as if I don't know what I'm doing. Sweetheart, I do this in my sleep. Like I said, you see my resume and when y'all call the references, my numbers speak for itself. So, you know, it was like she was trying to set me up to fail. So I became so angry and so mad. My ex at the time, him and I, we had gone to Atlantic City. And I said to him, I said, you know what? I said, I need to quit this job. There's no way I'm going back. I need to know if you can hold it down, you know, until I find me something, but I'm not going back. So unfortunately, I wind up quitting that job. But I, let me tell you what I did, though. I quit that job in an email because I was in Atlantic City. I knew I wasn't coming back there on Monday. And plus, I was winning like a mother up in Atlantic City. So I was good for about a week. So I was like, nah, you know, I'm not going to go back up there. You know, I'm fine. I'm going to quit. So I quit through an email, moved on and left there. Now I go to another company. Now this company requires about five to six or seven black women. The moment that I walked in that door, I promise you not, the moment that I walked through that door, first of all, I'm not bragging. I'm not boasting. I'm not doing none of that. But let me tell you something. I know I'm a very well-reserved, put-together woman. Very well-reserved. That's my lineage. Okay, that comes from my lineage, pristine lineage women. That's with anybody in my family, any woman. Well, not just anybody. When it comes to me and my sisters, let me say that. You understand? That's just what we do. So the moment that I walked in the door, you know, you see a black woman, pretty brown skin. You know, my melanin is always popping. Pretty brown skin, nice short cut because, you know, I rocked my short cut. Don't need a whole lot of makeup. You know, I could take a Conway outfit and make it like I stepped off the red carpet. So all my shit is together, coordinate, I'm chilling. The moment I walked in that door, I saw three girls look me from the bottom of my feet all the way up to the top of my head. Instant attitude. I see one girl poke another girl, you know, and I'm the, I'm the type of person. My mother always said, when you walk in the room, you own it. I ain't even got to say shit because my presence is always felt. But I walk in there. Hello, everybody. My name is Deidre White. I'm new to the team. Nice to meet everybody. You know, that's just me. So now, you know, it's about five. They, they little click, you know, they're a little bit younger than me at the time. I think I had to be about 40. They had to be about between, between 33, 35 at most. Now, out of, the, out of the five of them, about, I think three of them, they had about like, like five kids. You know, little, you know, little, little, little hood boogers, you know, to me. But at the end of the day, we all supposed to work together. So now, you know, I see it. I see how they playing, but I'm not there for that because there was a promotion as a manager. I've been in several managerial positions. So there's a position for manager. And I know for a fact, I'm always moving up the ranks. I'm going to get that. That's just me. That's that's how confident I am. I know the game. I read the 48 laws of power. I know how to play with these people. So I'm good. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, let me go ahead and join. You know, I can, you know, when you come in the room, you say good morning. Somebody suck their teeth. One girl came, um, excuse me, Miss White, um, this paper, um, you were supposed to have filled out the other day, but Miss So-and-so said, you know, throw it on my desk. Little, little slick shit. Not a problem. So I was there for about five months until I got the promotion. So now when my boss called me in the office, he was like, you know, D, because me and him became cool where we on some like, you know, formal, you know, basis. You know, D, you've been here for five months. These people, these, this staff been here for like last four or five, six years. 
nobody has leadership skills, you know, based on, I see how you do your job. I see how a lot of people really respond to you. You go above and beyond. You're helping people, you know, the business, da, da, da. So we wanted to offer you a position, you know, as assistant director. And this is what the salary is paying. And I'm like, you know, let me see that, how that number numbers look. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll take it. You know, he said, but you're going to have to run that team in particular. Because Deidre, I don't have that to do. I'm like, you know something, don't worry about it. I'm on it. I'm not worried about that. You know what I'm saying? That, that right there, I could take care of it. So, Blanc, I got the position, became as, you know, a, a assistant director of admissions. Now I got these, you know, these five girls along with two other girls. I have a team of eight, you know, 16. They divided between me and another assistant director. She has hers. I have mine. She have eight. I have eight. All right, cool. So, I got these hood booger bitches. So, I'm like, all right, cool. So he had to have the big meeting, you know, to acknowledge the fact Miss White has been promoted. She's went from admissions to assistant director of admissions. This is her team. These chicks want to try to give me a hard time. Some now, my see, this is my thing. Tardiness is everything. You understand? But I get the fact that you're going to be late sometime. But here, the job gave me a, a, a job phone. Just text me. You ain't even got to call me because I don't want to talk to you. Just text me. Hey, Miss White, it's so and so. I'm running a little late. I let these chicks ride for about two weeks. They are coming anytime they want. They'll do what they want to do. But in the meantime, I'm at the front desk telling the two young ladies, do me a favor. I need you to put in an ad on Indeed or whatever ad, whatever sites that's hiring. I need you to put in for two positions for, for a mission representative. For real, Miss White? I'm like, yep. I already had a plan because I already knew how it was going to go. Now, I gave these chicks the benefit of the doubt. So the, the, the second week, I called the meeting with just my team. So I went into my office. I had a big office. I went into my office, had them to come in here and sit down. So let me explain something to everybody in this room. For one, I get it. I get it. Y'all want to play around. Y'all want to try to show that y'all don't want to, y'all want to be insubordinate. Y'all don't want to listen to what I'm saying. Y'all don't want to do this. I get that because your numbers are going to speak for itself at the end of the day. But what you're not going to do is you're going to treat this job like it's a job. If I, I ask you, if you're running late, text me. All you got to do is text me. That's all I'm asking. Things happen. You can't even text me. I said, I've watched y'all walk up in here an hour late, 30 minutes late. Then when you come in, you don't have no activity for the day, but y'all want to be on a cell phone or y'all want to be running back and forth outside to smoke cigarettes. And you know, I kind of put it out there in the universe. I said, my question to every woman in this room, because all the thing is black women, what's the problem? One girl had the nerve to come out and say, my thing is that with you, Miss White, and not for nothing. See, when they start that not for nothing shit, that's bullshit. Not for nothing. It's just like when you came up in here the very first day, you know, you walked up in here, you know, like as if, you know, you didn't want to talk or like it was all about you. I said, excuse me? I said, first of all, when I walked up in here, sweetheart, I said hello to everybody. I even told y'all who I was. I said, and you to my walk up in here like I'm what? I said, you got it all the way twisted. I said, so based on me coming in a room and saying hello and speaking to you guys and just trying to be friendly and make the environment, you know, inviting, y'all off the rip took it as something negative. I don't have that to do. I said, the problem with black women in the workplace and working together is that we don't. Everybody is in competition. This one is jealous of that one. This one is judging that one. Or this one don't like this one because this one, I said, we will never ever be able to work together as black women. I said, and it's not acceptable anymore. So I'm letting you ladies know right now, if you don't want this job, it's okay. Because I know thousands that will take it and do what they need to do. But this is your final warning. And after this, the next step will be termination. And don't worry because I got the manpower that can back me down and do it. Don't think I haven't been sending emails and cross MITs and dotting my eyes. Okay? So after that, I wound up having to let two of them go, which is fine. And, you know, the other three, they kind of shaped up, you know, did what they want. Came and said, let me just apologize and all this and all that. 
don't even want to hear that shit because at the end of the day, why is it so hard that black women cannot work together in a workplace? You know, the, the like, the rather, and the prefer. You know, this one got to talk about this one. You know, I like this one, but I'd rather be with that one. I prefer to hang out with that one over here. You know, why is it that we have to make the environment so intense? Why it has to be so much of a competition? Who's in competition with who? Because I believe that we all are here under one common goal, and that's to get the job done. And I said to myself a long time ago, I said, you know what's crazy? You don't see Spanish women go through that. Spanish women on a job, they stick together. They go to lunch together. You know, they help each other out whenever. Mexicans, the same thing. Stick together, work together, help each other out if you need them. No matter what, they always stick together. Uh, 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 Indian women, Chinese women, Russian women. And I'm even going to go as far as to say women, West Indian women from islands. I've watched West Indian women stick with each other through thick and thin. Women from Africa. And I've worked with the whole spectrum. That everybody as women was sitting there working and trying to help each other. I remember a time that it was this lady that I used to work with named Lucy Lou. And it was a lady named Polly. Polly, it was Lucy Lou and Polly something. But both of them were, 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 were Chinese. I do believe that Polly was uh, um, Philippines. But at the, to me, they all look the same. Now, that's just what I was thinking. But they all, them two was so tight. I remember it was a time when Polly didn't have food to eat and Lucy would bring food to work and feed Polly. Polly had a student and Lucy couldn't help her and Polly couldn't see that student. Lucy is thought what she doing to help Polly to see that student. I remember watching all these women of all these different ethnicities and background sit there and help each other. Never tried to downplay them. You never see them arguing, screaming, yelling, cursing. You know, being belligerent, being ignorant and causing so much havoc. But my black women just go up and just act a plum fucking fool. You know, go up there yelling, screaming loud. No kind of professionalism. And you know what's so crazy about a company? They wind up hiring these women. These women wind up being supervisors, directors. I don't know how they get these positions. I don't know what they did. But then you get them and they have no leadership skills. They have no people skills. And then when it comes to them interacting, engaging with their own people, yo, they will literally whip you across your back. I've worked with plenty of black women that are in power in a position where they are in a more authoritative position and they treat they um they black sister like 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 shit. They got an attitude. Um they nitpicking, bullyism. My baby sister went through some shit with a company about like maybe four, three or four years ago. You know, and we all wanted to go up to her job because I'm like, my baby sister don't won't even that girl won't, I, won't that baby won't even hurt a fly. That girl go to work, do her job, and it was these supervisors and her team that was making shit so crazy for my sister. And when your baby sister's like, yo, I'm at my wits with it, and I'm, and we like, how many of them is it? And where you at? Far right. We was ready to roll up. My other sister Tasha went through the same shit on her job. My sister Nicole, same shit on her job. Me, my mother, who's retired, had to go through the same shit on her job with those women. And I'm like, what is it about black women not knowing how to work together in a work environment? There's no respect. Everybody immediately judging you on how you look. You're too big. You're too small. Is that your real hair? Is that your real neck? You, 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 you're so personal with it when your job there is to be professional. 
do your job. It's okay for us to laugh and joke and have fun, but it's the tension. It's the fakeness. It's the phoniness. You know, y'all want to come up in there and y'all want to make this shit about, you know, fashion and everybody is in competition. And you know what? I don't mess with her. I don't like her. Do you know that people will just dislike you because they ain't you? That has always been my problem in the workplace. I've worked around these snakes. I've worked with these women. And I used to just say that, and, and it was so funny, it, it, it didn't matter to me because I looked at the opportunity. Y'all can do that and do whatever y'all want to do. I know the opportunity for me to move up the ranks because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to, you know, to try to grow with the company. Not only that, to grow with the company, but where I can grow and put myself in a position where I can have to bring in some of my people. But then you got your own people, black women. We got to do better when we in a workplace. It's already hard for us to get promotions. It's already hard for us to even get a job within a company where we got to be so challenged and so judged by other women of other races. You know, you got uh, white women that sometimes don't want to work. Not all, but I'm just saying this is this is the reality of the shit. Like, let's talk about it. Then this shit with this work wife and work husband and work wife. Listen, I had a situation when I was at another college. This brother caught me, his work wife. I said, what you will not do is address me as your work wife. Because if I was white, you wouldn't have said that. Don't address me as your work wife. I'm not your work wife. We are co-workers. Because to me, that's a sign of sexual harassment. Seriously. I had another situation, another school I worked at, where this guy had on a pencil skirt. He was an admission representative, and so was I. And if my girlfriend listening, she know who I'm talking about. And you got to remember, dude, remember I shut dude down in front of everybody. And I'm walking, you know, with my student about to do a tour. Damn, Miss White, you don't even understand. I'll break your back. I will never forget when he said that. And I told my student, I said, stand there for a second. Give me a minute. And I backed up. I said, excuse me, what did you say? It's white, you know, I'll break your back. I said, well, you know something? I said, we can do it two ways. You can never, ever, ever approach me like that again because that was very disrespectful. Or I can go to HR and pull you up on charge of a sexual harassment. How you want to play it? Damn, that's what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. Because that's another thing. We so used to carrying on and accepting so much shit in the workplace that even the men on the job don't even respect us. And not only that, but they think that all black women is down with that. No, no. I'm here to work. I'm not here to play around. I mean, we want to go do lunch, you know, and laugh and keep it cute. That's fine. But I am not in competition. Why every time I go to in a workplace and I'm around black women, it's always a problem. But other races and other ethnicities can stick together. Not our black women. So we got to do better. Do better as a person. You know, you you got that co-worker that's so jealous of everybody. Or you got the one that's nosy. You got the one that run and tell every goddamn thing. You, especially the one that come and tell everything. To me, the one that eat the cheese, because that's the rat. That's the one that need to be busted. She needs to be sipping out of a straw. Because one thing, I hate a rat. Then you got the ones that go back and tell the director everything lying. Listen, I've been in several managerial positions. I used to have a young lady always come to me. You know, Miss White, let me tell you about something, 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 something. This when I was working at Catherine Gibbs. I was supervisor for telemarketing. And this girl would run to me, Miss White. And I said to her once, let me ask you a question. If you was doing what you need to do, you wouldn't have time to worry about what nobody else is doing. I don't need you coming to tell me what anybody's doing. You don't think I watch my staff? You don't think I know who work or who don't work? I don't need you to come and tell me anything. But what I need you to do is do your job and get those numbers on the board and meet your quota. Because you're so quick to run and tell me what they're... I shut that shit down quick. Now, some supervisors and directors, they love that. 
they love that they got the ones with the eyes and the ears to tell what's going on. But my question still is for what? Because a person, an individual performance is going to speak for themselves anyway. It's going to speak. Their work is going to speak for themselves when it comes to deadlines, if it comes to numbers, if it's a number-driven industry, if they have to meet a deadline, whatever. All that is going to come into play. You are going to be able to tell on yourself anyway. So we have to do better in the workplace, black women. Stop it. Stop it. Enough of it. Because what it is, is that you guys don't make it no easier. We already got to go above and beyond and exceed the expectations anyway. We always got to go, just like what Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. But with each other, we got to go even higher because we already have our back up against the wall because we already judge from the moment that we walk into a door and we are judged by our own people. That's not fair. That's not fair to any of us. You know, the person that you're judging or the person that you really don't like or don't care too much about, this may be your boss. This may be your best friend. You and her may be able to get together and make things, you know, happen for the company and help take the company to the next level. So stop with that shit, yo. Like, it's played out. And you know what? Nobody deserves that. We got to do better with helping each other. If you see a sister on a job and she's having a hard time with a task, it's okay for you to say, listen, do you need my help? That's leadership. I'm not going to run and say, oh, well, let me tell you, you know, so-and-so is supposed to do it. She don't do shit. Well, she, you know, who does that? Black women. And you make it so hard for a lot of us. So listen, we got to do better. So with that being said, I said what I said. And again, like, follow, share. See me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Okay. Follow me here too on Anchor and Spotify. And again, Go tap that cash app, dollar sign, diva, D51. Show your girl some love. It's been real. Have a good night. Peace.